0: Worshipping, make sure you bring this back to its place, amen? So for my ladies, singers, make sure we bring this back, okay? Love you guys. Okay, okay, okay. Welcome to Elevate, where we meet, need... listen! Let <laughs> me have everybody do this, let's have everybody say the first two rows, and then if we need that third row, we'll bust out the third row. So say the first two rows, come on. Look to your neighbor in your third row, be like, they talking to you, bubba. <sighs> and it's best that back. <laughs> They're using, like, the back row. They're too cool for score. Come on, moving up, guys. If we, if we need the third row, we'll bust it out. But I still see MTC. Take it seriously. Come on, you want? Come on you want?
1: Where's your rose? Where's your rose?
0: Where's your rose? All right, you know what's up. You know what's up. Welcome to Elevate. Tito, why don't you come up with me, bro? Give it up for Tito, yo. Come on. don't get like that. What's up, bro? Now, I know, I know you're very... Are you nervous a little bit? No, not really. He's a little nervous, guys. Um, have you ever been put in a spot like this? He's really nervous. <laughs> so, so this is what it is, bro. I want you to do your best, elevate, like, elevate, what, what? And I want you to get hype, okay? Alright, just do your best and then get it back to me, okay? So, get it- ready! Alright, guys, we're gonna get it for all for the So, when I say elevate, you're gonna say what, well, what, right? Alright, so I'm going go in on three. One, two, three. Elevate! Oh, come on, give it up, give it up, give it up, amen, elevate, we're a church where our vision is, who can say it, All right, do you believe it, a lot of, a lot of times we say things, we got loving God loving people, have you loved God this week, have you loved people this week, Gossiping about them on Facebook, you put them on blast. Well, this, let me tell you about this one. I'm gonna do me. You know, if I see one of you guys put a picture up on a lady, she shouldn't do that either. But if the guys get up to the, to the place, they're like, <laughs> that'll be my next picture on <laughs> Facebook. like, I'm gonna put elevate, don't do this. Just an embarrassment. That's my youth pastor. <laughs> man we love God we love people and if you're not we say you need to work at it man our strategy into doing that and and we don't say clever things it's just like well we say that our strategy in doing that is to connect you to the cross you get mentored in in a one-on-one in a life group setting and then we send you out back to your schools and the great part is school has started if you're back in school just go ahead and shout out your school on the count of three like represent nice and loud all right so on the count of three, even if you go to like some 8th grade school, that's fine, that's fine. Even if you, you know, if you go to the best school, if you go to Lane Tech, be nice and loud, nice and proud, all right? All right, and if you happen to go to... No, no, so this is what you're going to do, this is what you're going to do. Oh, uh, no, don't do that, okay? It's just, on the count of three, just wrap your school nice and loud. One, two, three. Whoa, I heard Scherz. I heard Scherz. And then in a close second was Northside. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, we'll try one more time, one more time, one more time. Man, sure is deep, y'all. Alright, let's try it again. I count three. One, two, three. I, I could have sworn I heard someone go, L.M.B. <laughs> You know, that was them, like, oh, the you're high school. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I love you guys. He loves me. Oh, I love you guys. You guys make me laugh. You guys put, you know, I was at work the other day, and the co-worker's like, man, you got great hair. I was like, no, I got no great hair. I'm only 22 years old. I'm over here making lattes. You got great hair, and I'm like, quit playing. I got great hair. I was like, yeah. I was like like when you get gray hair it's like you're doing like you're stressed and you have a lot of it's like what like where and so i'm like, geez, like going? i'm gonna go over here to my friend i'm like ryan come check this out do i got gray hair he's like where real like dude be honest with me i know you're honest it's like okay check it out do i got gray hair Yeah, Yo, dude you got a couple gray hairs. I'm like, no way are you serious gray hair like what you i'm only 22. can you cover it i can't believe where are you going i'm gonna check it out so i went to the bathroom i couldn't see it because like in the back of my head i'm just like. You know, it's never gonna work out. So I'm just like, I had to believe their word. I came home. I asked my mom. My oh, mom, gonna have great hair. Oh no, here you're fine. So I probably do. <laughs> oh, but praise God, man. Our goal here, and I don't know why. Chef, man. I just, there you are. Now you know. <laughs> somewhere in this area. Okay. So our goal is 100,000 disciples in Chicago, with 50 churches, and to 500 churches around the world. We always say that, guys. We're just thinking to ourselves, like. Will that ever happen? Look to your neighbor and say, Is that going to happen? Is that going to happen? I'm going to tell you what, like, it only takes one evil God for it to just explode. And this is just the beginning, amen? See, look, the the, the movement is not just a person, amen? It's just not a person. So, whether or not we, we see it in, in our you know age or we see it like through Bethany's age like Pastor Joe's daughters and and Johnny and and baby Luke when they grow up to be like the pastors and they see it's like amen God still did it amen when God promised Abraham he's like Man, you're going to be made into a great nation I mean Abraham had had his promise and so he believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness he walked on faith like God you're going to do it and now everybody who's a believer is part of that you know part of that body part of that inheritance and part of that family because Abraham was the father of faith. He's the one that, hey, hey I'm going to have faith in God first to believe that God's going to call me out. So now the Bible says if we believe in God, we're part of Abraham's offspring. Amen? Because he's the father of faith. I'll just talk to you guys something. Okay? Amen? Amen. Praise God. And in Chicago, S-U-M, again, I'll say, and what are you going to hear today, I'm going to preach about the call just a little bit. If you have a call of God in your body, you got to do something like that. Put your hand like this. Like you got something in, but you can put nothing there. So if you have a call of God in your life, look at all like that. Some of you like a gang science, this is like. No he can miss. Like if you have a call of God, it's very sophisticated, like <laughs> if you have a call of God on your life, S U M, there's no patty cake school. Alright? It's it's no patty cake, it's not for the willy-nilly. It's not for the ninnies, all right? This is for the people, the men and women of God to say, hey, look, I got a call in my life, and I'm going to fulfill what God has planned for me. Amen? If you're really interested, I mean, we have some cool stuff. We actually got a new newsletter downstairs. The pictures of some of the cool, City Lights and Faith World's in there. So you can check that out downstairs. Amen. Moving on. Uh, Ties and Offering. If you can stand up for me, please. Before, before, before I get into Ties and Offering, before I forget... I just want to make a couple of announcements. We have uh, um, every Wednesday, guys, I was called, every Wednesday we have Royal Rangers and Impact, okay? And we want some of you to go out there and support um, what's going on because they have material, guess what, material up to senior and high school. So it's not also for little kids. I mean, if you want to go over there and just help out, you're more than welcome to. If you guys want to get, like, some community service hours, that will be the place. That's the time to do it. Amen? Amen. So just something to consider. And uh, I know that this month, I just want to share that we have the whole uh, life group month to do our own series and to, to get a word from God and say, hey, this is what we're going to do. So guess what we have, guess what we got going on? Who can do a drum roll? Get up here. Victor, get up here quickly. Victor, get up quickly, quickly, quickly. Make sure the drums are on. Yeah, make sure the drums are on. Come on, Give it up for Victor, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Grab the drums, boy. And we got something planned out for you guys. Look, let's check that. Okay. Grab, grab the nice one, okay. Test it, test it, is it? Test it, wait, wait. i going turn it on, boy. Wait, 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 wait. Be bad out there. Okay, okay, okay. So drum roll for me. Start it slow and then build it up. Little loud, 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 Give me a crash. Oh. <laughs> That was a lot of fun, back to me again, that's fun already, right. come on, come on, make it fast, come on Alright, it's kind of weak now, I'm going to be like, we have, guys, this end of the month, or not even the end of the month Ellie and I are planning for the guys, guess what, we're having a guys football tournament So this is what we're going to do This is what we're going to do. The guys are going to come together, and they're going to have one life group, okay? Everybody from the Saints, from Jason Soldiers to Warriors, we're going to meet up together. We're going to go to a park where it's nice and cold. We're going to get our joggers on. We're going to get stuff so we can get dirty and nasty. It's going to be tackle, but not like crazy tackle, okay? We're going to love each other. Maybe... We'll do two hand signs. I don't want people getting here. So, so we'll we'll decide, okay? But basically, we're gonna have a fun time. We might just go get pizza. We might go out to get some wings. If we don't know. But guys, it is gonna be a guy time, okay? Everybody, go guy time. And the ladies, the ladies are like, what about us? Do the ladies get to plan something for themselves too? See, here's the best part. The ladies come together and like, man, we should do this. Like, we should do this. We should come together. Like, we should all give each other makeovers and like, make like pasta and, and like, we should make food for the guys. Like, yes. Like, I felt the Lord on that right there. I felt the Lord, Father, bless them. Father, bless them with groceries. <laughs> Oh, we love you guys. So that's that's the thing, ladies. Look, see, I'm bad at I'm bad at figuring out what ladies like to do. I'm, I think I know ladies like you guys can get manis and pet No one's like to do that. Whatever ladies like to do, go out to Dave and Buster's or I don't know. Make sure that you guys can all participate and have fun. Amen. Go to Six, oh guys, Six Flags. Ooh. So so this is what we'll, we'll, we'll plan it out. So guys, we'll do a lot of. So guess what? We're going to have a lot of fun things happening in the life groups. Amen? Amen? And that is the point. We're still going to have our lesson and get into the Word as men and as ladies. You ladies are going to come together and just fellowship and get into the Word of God. Amen? But the whole point is it's just fellowship with just, you know, guys with guys and girls with guys. I think there's going to be a lot of fun in that. Amen? Amen. You guys agree? Amen? I mean, so those are some of the things. So be a part of your life group. You know, you'll find out more information from your leaders, okay? So let's get into tithes and offering. A tithe is 10% of your total income. An offering is whatever you offer to God after your, okay, be challenged in your giving. Don't be like, well, I got no money. Well, how'd you eat lunch today? Well, how'd you eat your elote today? Well, how'd you get your McDonald's today? Come on now, come on now. All right, we got a new number on the board: three thousand three hundred seventy-six and ten cents. Tito said, "I heard his name." Oh, Tito, you already up here first. us just see who else can uh, come up. All right, Mijo, come over here, Mijo. Give it up. I'm sorry. You got to give me your name again. Elias, come on, give it up for Elias, y'all. A little, a, a little funny story. Um, you okay if I tell a story on you? Okay. Don't be embarrassed now. Right. Okay, cool. You got a good breath. <laughs> he's over here. It smell like peppermint. Mm. Okay, stay away from me now. This is this is what's gonna. We were in worship. Thank you. We were in worship today, and um, just put you on blast a little bit. But little Elias, he's young, and he was over here, and he was talking a little bit, and literally, I had to stop, walk with the guitar over here, and said, "Stop talking." We'll have the mic? MC. See? But he knows I said it. So here it is, guys. Elias, even though he was rebuked, he's still not shy enough to come up to the front and, and share to us what 10% of 3376 and 10 is. You took whooping good, son. I, I thought you knew what 10% is. No. What'd you come up here for? But you're about to get another rebuke right now, son. Look, you ain't paying attention. No, I'm just kidding. You want to take a stab at it? Okay, okay. Who who can who can help him out? Just Melanie, come on up. Melanie, come on up. Melanie, come on up. Melanie, get up here. Come on, quickly, quickly. Let's not spend too much time. Okay. three hundred thirty-seven and sixty-one cents. Slide it. Slide, it is right. Give it up for Melanie. Thank you, Elias. So you may sit down. Never gonna never gonna call in that boy again. This kid, I love him. All right, let's say this verse and just believe it in our hearts as we come up, get ready to give. Acts 10.35 says this, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said. What did he say? Father, I pray for every student in this place, Father, that you would bless them to be a blessing, God. Let them, Father, have and, Father, let them give from a joyful heart unto you, God, building your kingdom, God. Father, you said that it is for us to build up your kingdom. Father, we know that no angels come down and give into the tithe. Father, we know that it is your people, your church, your church that supports and goes out and are your hands and feet, God. So we pray that you would bless these young people, Father, enable them to be a blessing unto the church. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, DJ, play that. That's what I'm talking about. Amen, amen. Pull out your Bibles, pull out your Bibles. Now who's the in your tribe? I seem right to invite it, y'all. To Where do we be? Matthew chapter three. Matthew chapter three. This whole month, I'm just gonna just set it up. This whole month we're talking about the voice. Everybody say the voice. Say it like you're awake today. The voice. Okay. We said the voice, not hot breath. Some of your friends are like, this voice smell bad. <laughs> this is what we're talking about, guys. The voice. And the whole, last week, Ellie came up and he talked about the voice of the prophets. Okay? And the point was to take you through the Old Testament. Thank you so much. The point was to take you through the Old Testament and show you, since the Old Testament, God has been raising up a people. God has raised his, his children, Israel to be a light in the world, to proclaim God's goodness, to proclaim God's love, to proclaim God. And, and, and when, when the people of Israel, when they disobeyed, when they got off the wrong page, guess who God raised up? He raised up prophets. And that's when you see, Ellie broke it down last week, and he took you to some of the Bibles with the weird names. In the middle of the Bible, you're like, what is, is he? who's Isaiah, Jeremiah? What, what are all those Amos? What, what is that? These are all prophets that God raised up and said, look, you're going to go up for me, and you're going to tell the people, hey, they're, they're doing wrong. Uh, God, I, I don't see that happening right now because everything is looking right right now. You want me to tell them that you're going to curse them and that they are, are going to be slaughtered? I want you to tell them that. Uh, and that's a tough message to share sometimes. But guess what? God raised the prophets because God was not proud with his people. When his people turned away from God and turned to idols of the other nations around them, God had to raise up prophets and say, hey, look, get back before I send my wrath towards you. We think that God's playing around. We think we sometimes and when we get in trouble, we sometimes think "Oh, it's that's, that's God's fault. God was always giving us the the advantage. He was always giving His people, listen, listen to the prophets. If you repent from your sins, the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name would repent and turn from their wicked ways, then I will answer them and hear them from heaven and hear their land. So God, God is saying, look, look, listen to what I'm telling you. And today I serve as as that the preacher, as a pastor to tell you, look, this is what God is saying. And we learn about that in the Old Testament. And a lot of it's just God calling his people back in. And that was the voice of the Old Testament. God was always trying to bring a people back to him, people full of sin. You look at yourself here today. Well, well, I'm not not riding a camel at him, so that doesn't apply to me. It's the word of God. It's sharper than any double-edged sword, dividing bone and marrow, separating soul and spirit. What God is doing, he's saying, look, his word still applies. Because, look, guess who are his people today? Amen. Raise your hand. You're his people. That's why we sing, I'm a child of God. I'm a friend of God. I love Jesus. You become part of his family. You get to go to heaven. Amen. You guys catching me? And so when we get to the New Testament, okay, that was the Old Testament. When we get to the New Testament, before Jesus comes in and has his ministry, there's three years of ministry, he sets up someone. Someone comes before him, and it's called a forerunner. Does anybody here want to take a stab at who it was? Someone raised their hand nice on Giselle. Go ahead. John the Baptist. That was that was money, yes. So it was John the Baptist. Check this out. Before Jesus came out, and before he started preaching, before he started laying hands, before he started doing anything, there was a man who came before him to the Bible says to prepare the way. To prepare the way. When someone comes and prepares the way, what happens is they, they basically uh, would preach a message similar to that one that's coming after them. But setting people up like, hey, let me tell you what's happening. What's about to happen. God is about to do this. Because you know what? Before John the Baptist came up and started preaching like that, from the book of the prophets, from the last time God spoke, it was quiet. There, God wasn't speaking. There, there were no more Prophets. Right? What's the last book of the Bible? What's the last book of the Old Testament? It's, uh, what's that? Haggai? Malachi. A- after, after the last prophet, after the last prophet from the Old Testament to the New Testament, a-, a couple hundred years passed by and God doesn't say anything. There are no more prophets. And people are thinking to themselves, what's going on? Why aren't people saying this is, what, this is what the Lord says? No, that wasn't happening. So there was a time where God was not speaking. John the Baptist comes right before the ministry of Jesus, right before. And he said, hey, look. And people start looking like, what? And he's saying, hey, look. And let's, let's get into that. Matthew chapter 3. Let's read out. It says this. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the desert of Judea and saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And this is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice calling of one in the desert. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. John the Baptist. How many, how many of you guys are familiar, just by a show of hands, are familiar with John the Baptist? Pretty much a, a good amount of us. John the Baptist was a forerunner. I like to look at it in a race, when you're in a race and you're passing a baton, The person who's doing like the leg in front of you has the baton and they're running. I was watching the Olympics the other day, like the world um, championships before the the Olympics next year. We know the fastest man, Usain Bolt, he was in it. You know, the Americans were racing the Jamaicans and they did like the 400 relay where they had to like pass the baton. The first person was it off the gun would go and, and they're running and they would have four people. And they would have to do it in such a way where they pass off and catch it and keep the same stride. And keep the same stride. That forerunner is the person before uh, you run. Say if you're in that line and you're ready ready to run. and, And that person goes before you to pass off the baton. That's the forerunner. John the Baptist was that person before Jesus Christ. And so he's setting up. The Bible says, in those days, John the Baptist came preaching. It says, John the Baptist came preaching. You know what? We're talking about the voice and now relating it back to us. Like, okay, what does this mean? Guess what? You're the voice. You ever think about it? You're the voice that God is going to use. And guess what? You need to go. The Bible says John the Baptist came preaching. You know, half the times when we go back to our school, we're going to have to go back because we got school and we always, say, we always challenge you in that aspect. And you know what? I wouldn't be a good pastor if I didn't challenge you to go back to your school to preach the word of God. I wouldn't be a good pastor if I didn't tell you, hey, do that. Go. Be challenged. Be used by the Holy Spirit. Guess what? If you don't go, no one's hearing it. The Bible says that how can they hear unless they, unless someone goes and preaches it? Yeah, God's going to raise somebody else if you don't go. But here's the thing. You need to go out and, and, and be that voice. Guys, today we had a time of prayer here in this church. We had a time of prayer to pray for the lost, to pray for our school. Amen? Amen. Are you guys tracking with me? And look, look, you guys need to go back. See, but just you simply praying doesn't take the place of obedience in you going out and doing the thing. Amen? God, save my high school. You don't do nothing about it. You think God's going to do that? God, save my high school. Go do something about it. Get involved. You're the light. Amen. You're the light that's going back into the darkness. So many times we pass the buck. The Bible says, John the Baptist came preaching. Came preaching. And I know you guys are not pastors behind the pulpit or behind on elevators. But I believe God can give you a word. A simple word is this. Jesus loves you. And sometimes we don't want to start off with that because everybody knows that Jesus loves them. And if they say, well, I know that, guess what? There's a heaven and a hell. Which one are you going to? It's like, whoa, that got really serious. That's a sharp word. No one will hear if you don't go. I want to tell you something. When we preach, John the Baptist said this in verse 2. Everybody, if you have have your Bibles, turn there with me. Verse 2, he says, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. You know that is a popular word in, in the in the church today. A popular everybody saying the count of three, repent. One, two, three. All right, look to your neighbor to your left and say it. One, two, three. All right, look to your neighbor on your other side and say it with a little bit more emphasis. One, two, three. It's like say it, don't spray it. We say that a lot, but do we know what it means? Half the time when we tell somebody that, like, dude, you need to repent. Uh, okay, does that mean we got to pray? Yeah, you got to pray too. (laughs) I'm going to teach you right now what repent means. Repent means the basic meaning of repentance is to turn around. I'll say that again. The basic meaning of repentance is to turn around. True repentance towards God leads to spiritual salvation and a personal relationship with God. Such repentance involves changing our attitude towards God, admitting our sin, turning from our own way, submitting to Christ's leadership and beginning to follow God's plans for our lives. You know that when you repented and you came to God, guess what you were doing your own thing. You were doing your own thing. And when you came to God, you had to repent. You had to stop doing what you're doing and get on God's plan. Say, God, I was wrong. I was living in sin. I'm cutting that off. I'm turning away from that, and I'm following you. Many people don't have true repentance today. Many people don't have true repentance because you know what? They'll come to a church like this at an altar call, and they'll say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. And they're walking in sin. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. And they will keep on walking. God, forgive me. God, forgive me. All along, keep on going to church. God, forgive me. But there was never no change in action, no change in heart. And they never turned from their sin. They just wanted to feel good about themselves in their sin. You know, there are people like that in the church that have, have become so null, so, the Bible says, callous to sin, that, that God has handed them over to it. That God is saying, fine, if you want to keep on doing it, have it. Go ahead, I'm not going to even put my, that's it, you have it. And that's a scary thing for a guy to say. hey, look, you know what? I gave you a choice, but because you don't want it, I'm, I'm not going to speak. I'm not, you can have your sin. And sometimes we think that's a tough word. Romans 1, 26 and 27 says that. And it deals harshly with people. And sometimes we're like, how is that even fair? Guess what? You are the voice for your friends, for your backslidden friends, the ones who keep, well, I go to church. You know what? We went out today to church and we found out a lot of people go to church. But just by in their speech and what they're saying, it doesn't sound like they're saved. And I'm trying really hard not to judge, but I'm not judging by something that I don't know. I'm judging by what they're telling me. So it's not making a blank statement about a person that I know nothing about. They're telling me by their own confession, yeah, I do this, this, and this. Well, dude, you're not even living saved. So what are you saying? If I die right now, it means that I'll go to hell, right? Because, you know, if I'm not saved, that means I'm not going to, to heaven. Well, long story short, yes. And people don't like that. People don't like that. Let's keep on reading. What what did John the Baptist do in this story? Verse 3, he says, This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah. A voice. Everybody say a voice. Nice and loud like you're awake today. A voice. A voice of one calling in the desert. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. You see, in preaching... I'm not going to just go back to your school and preach. Well, what are we preaching? This is what you do. We follow what John did. Preach the word of God. You see, in Scripture, in Matthew, what John is doing, he is quoting the Old Testament prophecy. saying, look, a voice. This is what happened in Isaiah. We know Isaiah is a book in the Bible. He's saying, look, a voice is calling from the desert. You know, make straight paths for the Lord. Prepare a way for him. Here's one thing that we sometimes forget to do and we fail to do as Christians. We sometimes give people a feel-good message. You know what happens so many times because we want people to agree with us and to love us and to love Jesus, that we wouldn't preach the gospel to them. You know what we're going to preach instead? We'll preach something that will make them feel good. Well, Jesus loves you, but I, I like to sin. It just it feels so natural. I don't want to go to church. He still loves you, bro. It's just if, if you keep on trying, he'll, you know, he, it's like, what? Does that even make sense? Or sometimes when people are going through some hard times, and you know, and, and, it's, and it's like, I don't know what to do, and, and instead it's like, everything's gonna be okay. No, everything's not gonna be okay. And sometimes we, we like to say things to make f- people feel better at the moment. Just give them something that'll make them feel good. You see, when John came up, when you see, we know that there wasn't a, there was a time when, when God hadn't spoken, John is coming, and the first thing he's saying, he's saying, Repent! He's telling people that we're thinking they're so religious that they had things right because, you know what, it's, it's fine. I mean, at that point in time, Rome was a mighty empire, and they came over the city of, of Jerusalem, and they controlled the city. And so basically, there was a time of peace when the Romans were in, in control. So they're thinking like, whatever, we're fine. Nothing really is happening, and everything's okay in, in a sense. And John is coming like, hey, look, look, this is the message. Look, there's been nothing. God has not spoken anything. But here's the word, repent. That's going to be a hard word going back to your school and say, hey, look, you need to repent. You're talking about telling your best friend. People are going to be offended, y'all. People are going to be offended by the word of God. I got this from preaching one time with Joe. He said, you know, make sure that it's the word of God that's offensive, not your attitude. Amen. So that when I'm preaching to somebody, I'm not just like, well, Jesus. Even though that may be true, and I got an amen, amen. But my attitude in preaching and presenting the gospel should not be of one of offense. If people are offended, they're offended by the word of God. Amen, amen, amen. Let's keep on reading. John four. I'm on John three four. John's clothes were made of camel's hair, and he had a leather belt around his waist his food was locusts and wild honey people went out to him from jerusalem and all judea and the whole region of the jordan confessing that's everybody say confessing one more time confessing confessing their sins they were baptized by him in the jordan river here the bible gives us a little description about john the baptist let's see that it says john's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt and the boy's wearing he ain't wearing no versace but he ain't wearing no gucci ain't definitely ain't wearing no echo or ralph lauren or, or american eagle he ain't wearing that and how many of you guys by a show of hands would wear what john's wearing i'll read it one more time john's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt around his waist just imagine that somebody's coming out, right? They're preaching this, because John the Baptist was seen by people. He's wearing a skin of camel and a leather belt around his waist. But I wouldn't say he's wearing anything else. So this man just wearing camel hair, right, walking around. And he's saying, repent! Just, <laughs> now, if you guys are getting the same visual that I'm getting at, I'm probably sure he didn't look like that. Many of artists would draw him like he was like at Anglo, but he was not like that. He was more like the people of the Middle East. Um... And so and so this guy's coming out. And I, if I'm one of the people at the time of of uh of John the Baptist, I'm thinking, what is going on? This guy's different. This guy is weird. And he says, his food was locusts and wild honey. Them them things are huge. I'll show you right now, locusts can be up to size that big. Crunchy. You take them, he used to take them and just dip them in honey how many of you guys would listen to a man wearing just, if I come up to you guys next week in camp, just, just just camel's hair and a leather belt, okay, eating wild locusts and honey. How many of you guys know that Adam's lost it? We need to have a prayer meeting and pray for Adam right now. But I come up here and say, repent! <laughs> it's like, he's definitely lost it. What's... And so you just got to get a visual so that people weren't wearing that. It's just that was weird. But this is what God used. This is who God used. And, and, and it says that confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. You see, it was happening. You see, even though he was different, people still came up to him and confessed their sins. That's what? when you became a child of God, the Bible says you became an alien to this world. You're, you're no longer a resident. I mean, you live here, but your home is in heaven. So check this out. Because my home is in heaven, I'm not going to trip out by the things that may happen here. You feel me? Like my eternal place, my eternal dwelling will be in heaven with the Lord. So I'm straight. No one can go up there and break into that house. No one, as the Bible says, store for yourselves treasures in heaven. So no one can go. See, my place is in heaven. So I'm not consumed by the thoughts and opinions of others when I go preach the gospel. So much we're consumed and we think so much of what other people would tell us. Man, Tito, why you gotta why you gotta talk about Jesus? Why you gotta wear that ring for? Are you married? Ooh, Tito's married. Who are you married? It's gonna happen. If it hasn't happened, it will. Like what? You go to church? What's is that a Bible in your bag? Will you believe in God? (sighs) She believes in God. Oh, Jesus. Don't make fun of you, all right. I was called Baby Jesus by one of my friends from the baseball team. Buddy called me straight up Baby Jesus. And I'm looking at him, I'm like, I'm going to pray for you, man, I'm going to pray. But look, so many times we're so consumed with what other people think about us. And even we're so consumed with ourselves. How we look. Do you think John gave a whip about how he looked? The man, Bible says he was wearing camel's hair. And he had a leather belt around his waist. He was eating locusts and wild. I don't think that guy cared at all. I'm thinking John woke up in the morning, was filled with the Holy Spirit. And at this point in time, I don't think he was speaking in tongues. But if he could, he would. And he's getting up. He's just like, repent, repent, repent. Hey, what's up, John? Repent! So, oh! And people were following. The Bible says they came confessing their sins. Why are we so afraid of preaching God's word? You see, whenever we preach the word of God, the Bible shows us in history that something was happening confessing their sins. You see, your friends, your, your high school won't be set free by just saying, we love Jesus. True revival comes when there's a repentance, when there's a change of heart. That's the revival that no one can stop because the moment people get a revelation of God and turn away from their sin and give no power to the devil, that's it. That thing's taking off. And you can't be afraid to preach that message. You can't be afraid to go back into your school and say, hey, man, you need to turn around from the way you're living. And even for us, as I preach to you, as, as you receive the message first, it's not like we take it in and we just give it up, but we don't apply it to our own life. If right now examine your hearts, if that message of repentance. Oh, here, let me just keep on reading John. John's going to whoop us right now. Verse 7, let's get there. But when he saw the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to where? He was baptizing. He said to them, you brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. That's it right there. i read it again. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. And do not think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. John's telling him, hey, look, produce fruit. By keeping my repentance. You know how you're going to live for God? is when you repent and you're serious about it. And in your repentance, you'll keep that walk. You'll remain faithful to God. If you make a mistake, it's like, God, I'm not going to go back that way. I'm going this way. I'm walking forward. And even for ourselves at times, we may make mistakes. But the Holy Spirit, grace and love is there to like, hey, look, you turn around from that. You stop right there. Don't go back. Don't be like, well, I made a mistake. I, I looked at pornography, so I guess I'm going to go all the way back and have sex with my girlfriend again. No, 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 no. Look, look, you slipped right there. Repent, get right, and keep on walking. Amen? Amen. Oh, I'm talking to somebody in this place. That's why we can't get in no Man, because I know I'm talking to people in this place. It's like, I, you, you're talking about me, Pastor. That, that's me. Oh, how about this, you know what, when, when we get these thoughts of ourselves, these identities that aren't even found in the Bible, it's just like, just who I am. And instead of repenting of that self-abasement, you know what pride is? It's a view of yourself that's not true to, to what the Bible says. So whether you have a high view of yourself, where you're all high and mighty, like you're prideful, or you have a low view of yourself, that's called self-abasement. That's still pride. The Bible says pride is a sin, hello? Pride is a sin. So oh, I'm no good. God doesn't can't use me and I'm just, that that's a sin. Repent from that answer. No, I am a child of God. I am loved by God. Amen. I'm talking to somebody today. And do not think you can say to yourselves we have Abraham as our father. One of the things that Jewish people would would claim as their 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 go to heaven card. We're children of Abraham because they were Jewish people because they were Israelites. Abraham was our father. In that sense, you know what they were saying by that? Like, look, we're already going to heaven. We're already going to heaven because Abraham was our forefather, because he was. God said he's going to enter the promised land. God said his promise was for him, so we're automatically included. In that John was saying, look, look, that's not going to happen because look, it's by faith. You see, just because your forefather had the faith, you need to have the faith today. That's the message that we're preaching. Verse 10, the ax is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not bear good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. And that's so true. The ax is ready at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. Sometimes we can't handle passages like this. You know what God is saying there? You know what God is saying through the Holy Spirit through John is saying the axe is already at the root of the trees and every tree that does not produce fruit in ki- I'm sorry pr- produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire God's saying look you are saved if you don't produce fruit in keeping with repentance if you don't go out there and if you don't go out there and live your life for him but you backslide look the axe is already there it's going to cut you off and throw you in the fire Well, God's going to cut me off what do you mean like, like it's your choice We make that decision. Verse 11. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me will come one who is more powerful than I. He's talking about Jesus whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with, everybody say, fire. Oh, come on. I'm going to read that again. Let's wake up in this place. I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with... John the Baptist came preparing the way for Jesus. Like, hey, look, God is coming. Jesus is coming after me. See, I'm only dunking you with water. And that's, that's a shadow. That's symbolic of what God's going to do when you get saved. Like, it happens, like... That's why we do baptism. It's, it's symbolic of what happens in our life. We get washed. When you go into the water, like the dirt, all the dust, the nastiness gets into the water. When you come up, you come up fresh, the water dripping down your face, a new creation, like it's all off of you. That's when we give our life to God, and that's what baptism um, means. John, John is saying here, he's like, look, 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 I baptize you with water, but there's going to be one coming after me. He's going to give you the Holy Spirit, that when we get saved... His Holy Spirit comes inside of you, and isn't that something that God would now live inside of us? Now, now the church, His people, instead of always going to the prophets, instead of always going to the people, the the priests, and they're saying, Look, "What is God saying?" He say, "Look, He's going to live inside of you now." All the prophets, all the kings were looking forward to this day that man when God would live inside of us, because only a few people had the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament. It was only the kings. It was only the priests and it was only the prophets that had the Holy Spirit. Not everybody walked with the Holy Spirit. They always had to go to the priest. What is God saying? What is God saying? But now today, God says, look, I live inside of that new covenant. That new covenant where God lives inside of us. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. You can stand to your feet. We are giving you this series, this whole month, prepping you for the voice, prepping you to tell you everything, to teach you things about going out to your school and, and opening up your mouth. Oh, the day when the church would open up their mouth, when we wouldn't get scared to call sin, sin. When, when You know what? The day when we take, when we hear people taking the name of God in vain, and that doesn't bother us. When they curse that the I got and that doesn't that doesn't do anything for us. So we laugh with them. Church, if now more than ever, look, I- I'm believing, I'm contending, I'm praying, and and I'm going out for a revival. Listen to me, I, look, if I'm the only one that has faith for it, then so be it. I'll go out there. You know, Bill Johnson. He's once said, "One is a majority in God. If you guys don't want to go, I'll go. God only needs one person, but He would love to use you to go back to your schools and be a voice. Open up your mouth. I just share this testimony in in um, in the power of 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 just witnessing. Um, I was a I was a senior. High school and and I remember um going to church. I had a group of friends that were really close to me, like my best friends, like Josh and Zach, and then we'd always go to Elevate together. It's just like it would be anybody, like a Tito, Jason, and you know someone like a uh, Jesus. just like the best of buddies hanging out. Like every time, like you know, captains of the team and, and things like that, like your like baseball studs in and, and your own minds, and and every time you get together, it's like your friends. And I remember. Um, I was being spurred on by my mom. I was like Adam, why don't you invite some more of your friends to your church? I was like, leave me alone. I I, I got that. She kept on like, no, no, no. Why don't you invite Elliot? He's he's a good friend of yours. Like he he keeps on reaching out. Like the day that when you had a surgery on your knee, no one came out. But you know who came out? Elliot did. He's a good friend. Reach out to him. Okay, I guess I'll. And um, I remember like I didn't have a ride home, and Elliot lived close by. And I'm like, hey dude, can you give me a ride? He's like, for sure. He was always a generous person He was always giving me rights like, You know what I mean And he was a great guy And uh, and I remember one time And I just Hey, do you want to come to my youth group? And he's like Man, I'm not really a religious person But I'll check it out And uh, I just remember Just like inviting him And there were things He came and, and then he had questions And I kept on helping him out And, and trying to, you know Be encouraging Be a friend for him And, and um, that's what it was Elliot today, he's in school in Philadelphia, but he is a 201 student, loving God. Every time I would would reach and talk with him, he's always talking about, like, all these things that he wants to do. He's wanting to start clubs. I mean, he's very emphatic, like, going out there and telling people on his campus, like, let's do this thing. Because I opened up my mouth and I shared the gospel with somebody. Now a disciple of the Lord, a man of God. You never know who you're talking to, people. The whole entire time, when John came, he was a forerunner, and it pointed back to Jesus. Guys, in your witnessing, in your outreach, if all you know how to say, listen to me, if all you know how to say is Jesus, well, it's a great youth group. I mean, we have a great youth group, amen. But if all you know what to do is point it back to the cross, he gets the glory, Amen. And this is a place where we plug into Jesus. Like, plug me in and turn me on, Jesus. I want you to turn me on all day, er day. Amen? Like, get turned on by the Holy Ghost. Like, Jesus! You know what I mean? And people have that, that knowledge of who God is. I was uh, In closing, I was sharing with a young man today. His name was um, James. He was on the corner of Lowell and Milwaukee. I was sharing with him. He's like in. R.T.C. he wants to be a Marine, but I walk up to him when Monique was sharing testimony with him. And I'm like, hey, dude, I'm, my name is Pastor Adam, what's your name? James, just let you right now, I'm not converting. I'm not going to convert. I'm like, all right, dude, I, want you, I wouldn't want you to convert to something you wouldn't know about anyways. I mean, what do you know about God? I've been to church. All right, man, what do you know? He's like, and I was like, that's how far I went. He's like, well, i tried different churches and this and this and that. And he had no sense of who God was. So, in just in the time that I had with him, I presented Jesus Christ. Like I wasn't gonna go talk about my my, my life. So I wasn't gonna do that. Like I taught, I shared a little bit about my testimony, but I presented Jesus Christ. I wasn't like we have the greatest youth group and we have games, we have this, we have that. No, it's about Jesus Christ. When He died on that cross for my sin, I felt God. When I accepted Him into my heart, I grew up in church. But when I felt Him, that when I turned away from my sin, I felt the love of God. And I saw the conviction in his face. Like, man, I never felt that. And in talking with him, like, well, well, dude, I mean, can I give you this flyer? And I'm not, I'm not gonna take it. All right, but how about this? Can I still pray for you? Yes, you may. And then he was there with his girlfriend. So I prayed with him that God would just, you know, soften their heart. That God would break their heart of stone, and would bring people to him just to, just to show His love. And, and and just doing that, guys. I just thought that man. See that even though that might have seemed like in a sense of like witnessing, like that's not a good story, that's not a testimony. I just know what God was doing for my heart. He was breaking my heart for people like James. He was putting look, look, see, I know there's a need for God, and I'm telling you, oh, if we would see what heaven sees, if we would see what God sees. If we wouldn't look at our friends, like, they're so messed up. That's never going to happen. Like, that person, they, they say that they're gay and they love it. And they'll put it on their face. And that's, that's never going to happen with them. They'll never get saved. If we would see what heaven sees. Do you think stuff like that's impossible for God? So that he took all sin and just the hard ones, just the homosexuality or just perversion would not be enough. Like, that's going to be too hard for Jesus on the cross. or he didn't really take that up there. So, I mean, we can still struggle with that or these thoughts of pride and and these he wasn't talking about he was just talking about we can go to church that's the power he gave us for our legs to go to church you think he was talking about that God is sitting in heaven right now Jesus the Bible says that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father and he's interceding you know what that word means it means that he's praying guess who he's praying for he's praying for you He's praying for his people. God is, listen to this. If you get this revelation right now, God is in heaven praying for you. And so many times we're praying to God. Look, he's like, I go, just, just do it. Like Holy Spirit, lead them, lead them, lead them. P-p-p- give them this opportunity. Oh, if we can just think about it right now. If we were at the altar in a moment of quietness and we can hear Jesus in, in the sound room just praying. What would that do for you? Like if, if you can hear Jesus praying for you. Oh, I'll stand before an army because I know that if God is praying for me. I'm going. Like I'm not afraid. If I hear Jesus' voice over my life and saying I'm proud of you. Go forth. Be a witness. Be a voice. Be a voice. I Have his covering over my life. Look, people may make fun of me, but I know God is real. He's doing this in my life and I want people to have it. Let a breakthrough come. Let breakthrough come. Right now, there's places, there's high schools that are being won over for Jesus. I mean, just because it's not in our news, it doesn't mean it's not happening. There are people, there are young people coming to Christ, turning from their sin and giving their lives to Jesus. I say it's our turn. Amen. I say it's our turn from just having normal church. From having normal evangelism. From having normal worship service. And we get into that atmosphere. We get into the kingdom minded. We just say, God, this is what you're about. Oh my gosh. If you guys can close your eyes in and, and an attitude of prayer right now. Holy Spirit, we know you're moving right now. We know you're moving. Ki Oh come on right now. I just I just feel that I want to do this altar call in two in two steps in two phases. This is what I want to do. Ellie, if you can get the, the the track for me, I surrender by Kim Walker. Attitude of prayer, eyes closed, guys. I surrender, please. Here's the thing we can't preach a message that we are not abiding to ourselves. So many times the devil will take our voice, will take our mouth, will take our courage and, and our boldness in the Lord, because we're no we're not abiding we know we're living in sin and we can't tell someone to repent get right with god you know get seek forgiveness if we haven't sought it for ourselves so this is what i want you to do i want you to step out in faith even though you've been coming for this church for the longest time you need repentance don't be a hypocrite Do not be a hypocrite and preach something that you are not yet living. Does not mean that you can't preach it. But what I'm saying right now, get right now. If that's you, if that's you right now, and you know you just need God's repentance of your life, before you preach it out to anybody, you you need a dose of that. Just come up to the altar right now. Just come up to the altar. And I want you to just start praying. Just start praying. Come on up. Just stand right in front of the altars right here. An attitude of prayer, if that's you, I just want to lay hands on you. Just come in agreement. Father, in the name of Jesus.